Each year, through its tribute to Champions of Hope, Global Genes recognizes the creative, innovative, and energetic trailblazers within the rare disease community, attacking the challenges they face and working tirelessly on behalf of people affected by one of the 7,000 rare diseases that impact more than 350 million people worldwide. Nominations are now open for our 2015 awards. For more details and to make your nominations, go to globalgenes.org slash 2015 nominations. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. Carrie Levy's search to find answers to her daughter's lifelong illness was made worse by doctors that insisted there was no problem. A producer for the Daily Morning Show, The Balancing Act on Lifetime TV, Levy launched the series Behind the Mystery, Rare and Genetic, in an effort to search for answers to her daughter's illness. As part of a series of podcasts revisiting past winners of Global Gene's Champions of Hope Award, we spoke to Levy a 2013 advocacy honoree, about her search for a diagnosis for her daughter, her own transformation into being a patient advocate, and what effect connecting to the rare disease community through her television show has had on her. Carrie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about the work you've done to raise awareness for rare diseases through Behind the Mystery, Rare and Genetica recurring segment on Lifetime TV's daily morning show, The Balancing Act. But I thought we should start with your own introduction to the world of rare diseases through your daughter, Alana, who I should note is also the managing editor of Global Genes Rare Daily. When did you first realize your daughter had a problem? You know, my daughter has been sick all of her life. And, you know, doctors have always told me that it's a cold, it's you know, it's normal. There's nothing wrong with her. Um, so she's been sick since she was a little baby um, from birth. Well, and uh, just been a long journey. Well, like many people in the rare disease community, finding a diagnosis for Alana wasn't easy. What did that entail? It entailed a lot of fighting. <laughs> it entailed a lot of going to doctors and being told that, um, you know, that uh, there's nothing wrong with her or that it's anxiety or that... Um, you know, you should, you know, just, uh, you know, deal with it. And this is the way that she is. Um, it, it's been a lot of, a lot of heartache. Uh, it was, it was very tough being, and I was a single mom for most of her life. So it was, it was really tough to deal with it. Well, we talk a lot about patients and what they go through, but what was the impact of Lana's disease on you, both as a mother and a caregiver? Um, at a certain point, uh, she was really, really sick, and they had told me that it was anxiety, and so they put her on some psychological, you know, some drugs, some SSRIs, which really messed her up, and she became very um, inseparable from me. She had a lot of separation anxiety, and at one point she said, you know, I would kill myself, but I love you so much, I don't want to leave you. 
and it's heartbreaking to you know to know that there is something really wrong with your child and the doctors don't believe you and the more that she would go to doctors the more that they would see that this was something that was physically wrong with her um so it was heart-wrenching but i was also dealing with you know uh ex-husband i was dealing with you know you know doctors that just didn't want to believe it and i was you know i was thrown that munchausen by proxy um you know, uh, you know, world of, of stuff that, that a lot of others get when they're in the rare disease world and they're fighting for their kids. So it's, it was, it was a lot of uh, heartache. <laughs> did you find much support or resources for yourself or did you feel like you were on your own? I had a, I have a lot of really, really great friends. I mean, who knew Alana and that knew that she was sick. I mean, you could see that she was, you know, physically ill. Um, and people were always reaching out. We did a lot of alternative things because the doctors couldn't help us much. So, um, yeah, we, we had a lot of, I had a lot of support, you know, um, by, you know, for friends, but it, you know, it's still, you know, it's day to day when you're, when you see your daughter and I thought she was dying. I mean, she was literally, you know, just dying in front of me. And, uh, so it was, it was heartbreaking to watch. I imagine your situation was somewhat made worse because you didn't have a diagnosis and weren't able to connect to the types of resources that a disease focused group might be able to provide. How much of a problem was that? It was such a problem that that's what, that, you know, made me want to do the programming for the show because I was looking for, you know, what the answers were. And so I just decided that, you know, having the ability to talk to presidents and CEOs and, you know, executive directors, um, I was going to just research every single disease that was out there until I found out what was wrong with my daughter. It really it just made me want to do that. You had been working for several years at the Balancing Act, the Lifetime Network's morning show. How, how did the, the Behind the Mystery Rare and Genetic come about? It, it was, uh, Alana was, was very, very sick. She was, you know, she was coughing for like a year, just like this hacking cough. And she was like, you know, just like green. I mean, she was so, so sick. And, you know, she was on antibiotics all the time and no doctor could give me an answer to what was wrong with her. And so that's what, you know, and, and I kept missing work. I kept having to run to the doctors or running home or running to hospitals or, you know, being out in the hospitals. And so I, I just, I, I had to make a decision, you know, if I was going to be able to work and do health programming, what was I going to focus on? And so that's what, um, you know, that's what happened. I was able to, to speak with my executive board and say, look, I want to do a, a series on rare and genetic diseases. And so they gave me, um, you know, budget to move forward with, uh, you know, a six-part series. And that's how we started with the programming. Um, and that's where I actually found Global Genes, which was a phenomenal organization to hook up with. Well, what um, were you initially hoping to accomplish with the series? I was looking to find out what was wrong with Alana. <laughs> I really was very selfish about it. And, you know, if, how many people have the opportunity to get directly into a president of, a, you know, of a, of a pharmaceutical company's office and speak with them and interview them and learn about rare diseases and what the signs and symptoms were? And, um, you know, was able to, to learn about, you know, genetic testing and genome sequencing and, um, you know, things that I, I'd never heard of. I didn't even know there was such a, such a thing as a rare disease. Um, yeah, I didn't know about NORD. I didn't know about global genes until I started looking outside of the box of, you know, what, you know, what was happening here. And, and what year was that, this? What? What year was this? Um, this was, uh, well, I started the Behind the Mystery series three, three and a half, almost four years ago. 
it's been on the air for three years, so it's been four, about four years ago. Did it work? Did it lead you to a diagnosis? Yeah, she um, she got diagnosed, and um, then um, she she has well, she has two diseases. So she got diagnosed with um, her first disease, and then she got diagnosed with her second disease, um, which was not it was it was not so much through what I learned from the Behind the Mystery series, but it was it was about the, the being able to ask questions, to uh, to be empowered. To know that there was something wrong, and that you know that I was going to be that I was in charge, and I was going to take control of this as her mom, and you know after years of being you know pushed down and being belittled by doctors, it gave me my power back, and I think you know that's that's a joy that I get from the fan mail that we get from the show, are that people are saying that that they're saying thank you for you know giving me this information. Now I can walk into my doctor's office and feel empowered. What what was the diagnosis? Um, Alana was diagnosed with primary immune deficiency disease, which was a rare disease, and then she was diagnosed with uh, dysautonomia um, with POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which is not a rare disease, but it's very hard to diagnose, and which is also something that um, can be misdiagnosed as anxiety because it causes tachycardia. So that's where the uh, issues came in earlier in her life. Well, what do you think ultimately made the difference in getting that diagnosis? Uh, just being, just I don't know. I, I think it was just the the feedback from from all the people that that I've been doing the series with, you know, all the all the fans, and just talking on the phone to moms um, that had, you know, that that run, you know, foundations. Um, you know, I always said if I found out what was wrong with my daughter, I would put the money into finding a cure for her. And, you know, I do, you know, thank God I make enough money to where I'm donating money for that. But I'm finding that what I'm doing now is so much more broader and more powerful to be able to help, you know, so many more people um, that it's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I found my place in the rare disease world. Well, you've gone well beyond the six episodes. Oh, what, what's the range of topics you cover? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, we've done pulmonary fibrosis. We've done um, familial, homozygous familial hypercholesterol anemia. Um, we've done Pompeii disease, um, just so many incredible diseases, PNH, um, which we, we just, we did actually two segments on, which has been great. And Pompeii has been, I think we're doing a half hour right now for that. So these are diseases where the first time that, um, that, you know, I, I met one of the patients, it took them 37 years to get diagnosed. I was like, what? You know, that's just ridiculous. What surprised you most about doing the show? It surprised me that um, the, the 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 people that are behind the scenes, and I've been doing health programming for almost eight years, the people that are behind the scenes in the rare disease world are the most incredibly passionate, um, wonderful people. I mean, when you think about uh, a pharmaceutical company and, you know, most people, when they think about it, they're thinking, oh, you know, they're just out there to make money. These companies are really out there to save lives. I mean, it's it's amazing uh, the amount of passion and commitment that they have to the community of rare disease. Um, you know, it, it it's it's mind boggling how much you know passion goes into it. At what point did you go from thinking of yourself as a producer, say, to a, a patient advocate? What what shaped what you do? The last time. Actually, and, and I've been doing this series, you know, for for three and a half years now. 
Um, but last year when I went to the Global Genes Gala and uh, I was sitting at the, um, the, the gala and um, there was a woman there, um, I, I, she, Carrie Austria, and I know she works with, with Global Genes as well. Um, but just listening to her speak and, and it, it, it all of a sudden it re- I realized that I wasn't an outsider. I was really a mother of a child with a rare disease. And that I was part of this community, and she like, she just hit it. She just hit something in me where it just became, you know, very real to me because I, you know, as a reporter, as a as a producer, you're you're you know, you're constantly asking questions, and you're you know, you kind of remove yourself from it. But she she brought me right down into, you know, into the community, and you know, that was where it just hit home to me. Well, we talked earlier about you being fairly isolated in your search, even though you had supportive friends. But through this show, you've become quite connected with the rare disease community writ large. What has been the effect of that? Um, I have so much information. Um, It's ridiculous how much information that I have. Um, But I've been able to meet people every single day, no matter where I am. And if I'm at a dinner party or if I'm, you know, uh, on uh, in the mall or wherever I am, I always have a conversation with somebody who, you know, has somebody who has a rare disease and is looking for information. And or people call me and you know connect me to people that they need me to speak to. And the resources that I have, um, you know, being in this world and being, you know, so connected has been a, just a, a true gift. Um, and again, you know, everybody that I've spoken to, you know, are, they're so welcoming and they're, they're so, everybody's able to help. Want, they want to help. They want to share information. So I just think I'm like an encyclopedia of rare diseases at this point. You've since gotten a diagnosis, not a, of one of two diseases you mentioned for Alana's illness. How has that changed your perspective or what you do? It just makes me more driven, I think, at makes me want to help everybody. When I hear of a disease where, you know, it's like it, I'm having a conversation with somebody and they're uh, on the phone, you know, interviewing them about their disease and about their company. And they tell me about, you know, how long it usually takes for somebody to get diagnosed. It just makes me really anxious, anxious, passionate, um, just angry. And so it makes me fight harder to get the budget to do the programming and to make sure that I get these, you know, these segments done on the program. And if I can't get them done, at least I have them connect with Global Genes so that they can get it out there on that level or give them every resource I can so that they can get information out there. Carrie Levy, Senior Producer of Lifetime TV's The Balancing Act and Behind the Mystery, Rare and Genetic, and a 2013 Global Genes Champion of Hope honoree for advocacy. Carrie, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Don't forget, nominations are now open for Global Genes 2015 Champions of Hope Awards. For more details and to make your nominations, go to globalgenes.org slash 2015 nominations. And join me April 1st when I'll be moderating a Global Genes webinar on how to discuss genetic disease with your loved ones. It's a great lineup of panelists, including genetic counselors and rare disease advocates. The webinar will be broadcast live at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. To learn more and to register for free, go to globalgenes.org forward slash April 2015 webinar. Thanks for listening. 
For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The Bio Report, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com. 